there were some other like little cousins that were closer to his age and we were all you know kind of saying goodbye together and I remember one of the one of the cousins saying look he has tears in his hair because mm. yeah, we were all just kind of standing around crying hello everyone welcome to the death of my podcast season two episode three we're back we took a long hiatus from season one to season two but my midlife crisis i feel like has come to an end my summer vacay has come to an end and now we're back at it you know truthfully i think that i wanted to do so much all at once and it really overwhelmed me with even like you know running the instagram and trying to grow it and coming up with the captions and coming up with people to talk. It's just like so many things that I got very overwhelmed and I'm like, why am I even doing this? And then I remember that, you know, I'll get a DM or a message from someone that's friends with someone that's cousin, listen to the podcast and it like related back to them. It's just, it's been crazy. And actually I was talking to a friend today and she said something like, you know, because you're, not getting millions of listens yet like these this one person that you randomly helped like is worth a million listens and i thought that was really cool anywho well today i talked to my friend cc who runs this incredible 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 business of making these urns that are unlike anything you could ever imagine they are perfect and wonderful she it's hard to explain it over this but if you check her out on Instagram, I'll tag it in the little bio thing on the podcast. And please give her a follow, have a look. And if you or you know anyone that needs an urn, definitely worth getting. She uh, is a great person and it was a great conversation to have. So please enjoy Cece. Hi, it's your dad. Just calling to say hi. Check it up and see how you're doing. I hope all is well. Everything's pretty much the same here. I'm doing okay. I love you. Oh, well. <laughs> I I always have, like, the same piece of paper with questions on it just to uh-huh. revert back to you, but it's fine. Yeah. I feel like I can get by. Yeah. Um, you did a bunch now. Like, how many have you had? Like, twelve or fifteen? Mm, I think I'm at twenty. Yeah. Well, I have released probably like seventeen or eighteen, and I'm I've recorded maybe like twenty-one. Okay. It's kind of cool. <laughs> probably got it down now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hope yeah. so. I, I've I've learned the less I talk and the more I let other people talk. It's just it's just what works, you know. Well, it's good. I, I noticed that you let you pause a lot, like and let people, you know, after somebody says something, you go, mm-hmm, and then you, they keep talking, and it's more. so nice because you don't you, that you don't feel like you have to fill that space, yeah, and that lets them kind of collect their thoughts and stuff like that. It's really nice. That's really oh, good. That's yeah. nice of you to say. Thank you. I like my therapist does. That's what my therapist does to me. <laughs> <laughs> she just goes, uh, mm. and then yeah, and then you just ball over it and keep going yeah i i think it's just kind of what it opens people up a bit more too i'm not pounding them with you know they're just able to talk and mm-hmm. um but hi <laughs> if you want to share your name who you are what you do where you live just kind of a rundown of who you are 
Um, I'm Cece Boyce. I am a woodworker and a designer, and I live in Los Angeles, California. Mm-hmm. And something that you do that is very special and unique is you work in the grief world. You work with death and grief. And do you just want to explain about like what your job is? Yeah. Um, I make cremation urns, which is um, something that kind of happened by accident. I haven't always been in the death and the, and the grief world. This is kind of new to me, like in the last year, year and a half. Um, but it's been super rewarding and I've learned so much and encountered a lot of really great people in that, in that sphere. Um, the urns that I make are different. So they're all made out of wood. I hand make each one, but they don't look like urns. They're geometric in shape. Um, they have like a little space for a plant on top. So the, the bottom holds the, the cremains and the top holds the plant. So it doesn't look like, you know, that ter- typical like kind of urny shape and it, yeah. you know, doesn't stick out like a sore thumb in your, in your space, kind of blends in with your decor. It's honestly some of the most beautiful work I've ever seen. And I know I keep telling you, I'm just like, I actually am obsessed with what you've done. And so how did you get into that? What kind of brought you there? Yeah, so I did uh, furniture and I've done like home goods and I also did custom work. And so there was a couple friend of mine and the husband's father had passed away and they were dispersing the cremains amongst the family members. And they liked the planters that I made. I make these like ge- geometric planters. And they said, could you just make us a bunch of planters and just stick an extra hole in it and we'll put the ashes in there. And I said, no, you know, I'll design something for you. Like, yeah. let's, let's figure this out. So I made uh, a couple prototypes and I made a few of them for them. And I put it, I just thought it was going to be a one-off custom job. And I was doing it, you know, they were obviously people I cared about and I put a lot of thought into it. And um, I put it up on Instagram and I got like a huge response from it because nothing like this kind of existed. And because I got such a good response and such a big response and so many messages, I did some research and I found out like, yeah, there is nothing kind of out there like this. Um, There are like a lot of artistic urns or ceramic urns that, you know, um, are a little bit more modern than the traditional kind of mass produced urns, but there aren't any with a plant on top. Um, Not many are kind of geometric. Um, and kind of more modern. And so I figured out there was like a real, you know, gap in that market. And, you know, when do you, when, you know, when do you ever find that there's a gap in a market these days that, you know, there's everything exists. So I took about a year in like prototyping them, um, finding out, you know, asking lots of questions, going to crematories. I uh, got to be friends with a really great uh, death doula, my friend, Jill Schock. Um, I went to go visit uh, a pet mortician, Lauren, um, and, and, you know, just kind of learning about that industry and about, you know, because they are for pets and for people. I make different sizes and shapes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it took about a year for me to figure out, like, what sizes I needed to make, um, what finishes I wanted to do, and how many shapes I wanted I wanted to do. And then I did a Kickstarter last year to kind of fund the the line and get it going and it funded and yeah i've had a really good response from them and the emails that i get from from clients um really make it worthwhile there's there's nothing like being able to receive an email that's something that you have done or created that's like helping like strangers 
mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I mean, I get the same thing and it's, it's so rewarding and it like, it just shows you like, oh, this is what I want to do with my life. Right. Yeah. It, uh, Cause I was kind of having problems like what I, figuring out what I wanted to focus on. Like, do I want to do furniture? You know, do I want to do home goods or custom work? And then once this happened, I'm like, yeah, this is it. This, this it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Are you dabbling in other stuff as well? Or is this your full gig? This is it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Um, have you had loss in your life? Yeah, that's, I think that's a, a reason that I am so comfortable in this. Cause I know a lot of people get kind of squicked out by death. They don't want to talk about it. Or like, for example, um, the landlord of my shop building, when I told him what I was doing, he goes, Oh, yuck. <laughs> it was a very, you know, like averse reaction. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I have had a lot of people in my life pass away. I remember my first funeral I think it was I think one of my first memories I was five and my great-grandmother died she was 105 and so I remember really vividly going to her funeral like the color of the funeral home and you know going up you know to kneel by the body and kind of say goodbye and everything like that and uh it was that's a real vivid memory for me but um yeah and I there was one year my freshman year of college, I had five people die, and I had to keep going home. And my my teachers, my professors, stopped believing me. They're like, "Yeah, right." You know, I, I was like, "No, seriously, somebody else." You know, my grandfather died on my 18th birthday. A friend of the family died. One of my friends from high school died. My four-year-old cousin died. That was a real. That was a big one. That really kind of. I don't want to say tore the family apart, but that really. Uh, that was one of the harder ones was when Corey died. Do you, maybe we can dive into that just a little bit and share that story. Um, When was that? Who you said it was your cousin? Yeah. So it was my, my, I had a lot of cousins. My mom is the youngest of 10. So I have a lot of aunts and uncles and I have a lot of cousins. And uh, Corey was the youngest and he was kind of the favorite because he was so cute. Mm. He was just, always smiling and always happy and, you know, just loved everybody and everybody loved Corey. He was just really, you know, and I don't know if it was because there's so many cousins and it was all like boy cousins. And I don't know if it was because he was the littlest, but he was, you know, like super sweet. And I I was in in my first year of college, it was uh, 1992 and I was getting ready to go to uh, pom-pom practice. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, all of a sudden my my best friend at the time and my boyfriend at the time showed up at my dorm room and were acting kind of sketchy. And, and I was like, what are you guys doing here? Like, get out of here. I got to go to, I got to go to practice. And they I don't know if they told me my parents were going to call or if they just kind of led me into my dorm room, but that's my, my dad called and I could tell something was, you know, wrong in his, in his voice. And he said, there's been an accident. And I said, I thought it was my mom by the how serious he sounded. And he said, your Aunt Mary, which is my godmother, uh, got into a car accident. She was going down a country road and lost control of the car. And I said, is she okay? I said, is she dead? And he said, no, she's in the hospital, but Corey was in the backseat and he's dead. And like this was before, you know, this is in the nineties. So this is, you know, he's four years old. So he was too old at that time for a car seat. Nowadays, I think kids stay in car seats 
much longer than four years old. I think yeah. because of accidents like this, because you know his um, his organs got crushed by the seatbelt on impact. So I don't remember exactly what happened. At, oh, I do actually. <laughs> I, I cried a little bit, but then I still went to pom pom practice for some reason. Really? Yeah. Sometimes when you get news like that, you know, you just don't know what to do with yourself, and you just do what you were going to do before that, you know? Um, and so I went to Pom Pom practice. I was crying and uh, all the girls were like, what did he do? He, they thought my boyfriend <laughs> had gotten into a fight. And I said, no, my, you know, my cousin has died. And they were like, you know, get out of here, go home. Yeah. So I went home. Um, I, I went to college, like a three hour drive away from where I lived. And so uh, going back for that funeral was rough. Yeah. It was, you know, I, there was, um, you know, they give the family a little time to time with the with the body before the before the viewing or for the wake to say goodbye. And you know, he was so little, and so young. You know, his skin was so, you know, fresh. Like he, you know, he wasn't like like you know, there was no age on there at all. So it really looked like he was sleeping. Like, I know everyone says that, like, oh, he just looks like he was sleeping, but he just looked like he would just, like, open his eyes and, you know, gotcha, you know, <laughs> tricked you or something like that. Yeah. And um, there were some other, like, little cousins that were closer to his age, and we were all, you know, kind of saying goodbye together. And I remember one of the, one of the cousins saying, look, he has tears in his hair because you know, we were all just kind of standing around crying. Yeah. And um, yeah, that was a rough time. My, my Aunt Mary, um, who was driving the car, was really injured. She had to be in a wheelchair for a while because her heel, heels got crushed. And I think she went into a pretty big depression, you know, not only because, you know, not move around, but, you know, I'm sure blamed herself, you know, for the accident, even though, you know, that happened a lot, you know, in Wisconsin, it's in the middle of February, you know, there's icy roads and yeah. lots of accidents happen. Um, you know, that eventually his parents uh, got divorced and it really, it was really hard on everybody for a long time. Yeah. I mean, here we are 30 years later and still talking about it and yeah. mm -hmm. it, and it, it's special and it it's sad that, we're never gonna, like, we don't ever get over our grief, right? Like, we don't get over it. Like, it's still always gonna be there. And yeah. and I'm glad you're sharing about it. Yeah. How how do you feel like this impacted your life, going back to school, your career, just everything? I think that dealing with so much death, you know, and people so close to me, like I, I had three brothers, all three of them have passed away. All of my grandparents um, were gone pretty early in my life. Like, um, I think my, my, la my last, yeah, my grandmother died, I think when I was also still in college. So I think I'm a little more comfortable with it than maybe a lot of people are who haven't, I, you know, I was always surprised when I met somebody who was my age who had never gone to a funeral. Like yeah. they, like they were like, it was like their first grandparent died when they were in their twenties. And I, I, I was just so gobsmacked. I'm like, what do you mean? I've been to 15 funerals, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I think I have more of a, 
yeah, like I said, just a, a comfort level talking about it and dealing with it because it was just, it was such a part of life. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it, maybe that kind of informed like when I did make that, that first earn for my friends, it was kind of natural to be like, oh, this is something people want and this is something I can do. And so doing that research wasn't hard for me. It was actually super interesting. And it was, and it was something that I felt like I could help people, you know, that was, that it could be a comfort to people. Yeah. Uh, Because I, when I, through my research, I, you know, I heard so many stories of people had their, you know, their grandmother had their grandpa in the trunk of her car because she didn't know what to do with it. Or people yeah. had their, you know, their boxes of cremains in their closet or under their bed because they just didn't know what to do with it because the stuff that, you know, the, their choices were either so ugly or they didn't want to deal with it. Yeah. Or, you know, sometimes, you know, when you're looking at an urn traditionally, there's no mistaking what that is. And so that's a visual reminder every day of a painful experience. So of course you don't, you know, not everybody wants to see that every day, but if it's something that just looks like a regular planter, then maybe, you, you know, your eyes kind of gloss over it. Or if somebody comes over to your house and they see that, they say, oh, that's a cool planter. And then you can choose to have the conversation or not. You can yeah. say, oh, yes, that's, you know, an urn, or you can say, thank you, and then, you know, go on with what you're doing. How many do you think you have, or when did you start this? Um, I, yeah, the Kickstarter was about a year ago. So like, it was like in May of last year. Yeah. So, yeah, that was so about a year of really making them and like making them as a focus. Like, that's all I'm making. Yeah. And you're not, or do you have some that are ready to roll, or do you make them each custom? I, uh, right now I'm making them to order because yeah. I don't know what material is going to be most popular and what sizes people want. Uh, mm-hmm. It's really weird. Like I was making a lot. I, so there's some that are like kind of dark and medium and light and the dark ones were really popular for a while. And then all of a sudden in the last month I had a run of all light ones. <laughs> so I, I do use um, rescued wood and FSC certified wood and I'm really conscious about uh, waste and so if I, if I make a lot of stock and then it doesn't sell, that's, you know, that's not only like my time wasted because they do take a long time to oh, make, sure. but, it, but it's also a lot of waste. So until I get a kind of a better sense of what people need, what sizes people want, um, you know, what materials people want, then I won't really make stock. I mean, that is a goal because yeah. eventually as I'm getting busier and busier, um, you know, I will kind of want to have that you know, and also for people who might need it right away, sometimes people contact me, they have, you know, the memorial service in, you know, in a week, like, you know, can you get it to me right away? And so, you know, I'll kind of put everything aside and do that for them, but it would be nice to have some stuff available for people who need it right away as well. Totally. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm sure there's people, you know, when my dad died, it was so sudden, like no one, not no one, because people do plan, but a lot of people don't really plan for it, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and I, we, with my dad we like I no joke bought an urn off Facebook marketplace Mm -hmm. this took me to the boonies outside of San Diego to like this guy's it was just a weird place in a weird time it was just you know what I mean yeah and it like he said it wasn't used or he said he wasn't sure if it was used it's just this whole thing I don't know that's legal yeah well (laughs) 
we like I said we we actually didn't even end up using it it's yeah. I think sitting somewhere at my mom's I think yeah. um but we just kept him in the box and then now he's what's actually really cool I have him at the cemetery but that you could put like the ashes in a a marker like in the mm-hmm. ground kind of thing right and it's really special to be able to go somewhere you know what I mean um yeah but if I would have known you existed, that would have been a totally different story. <laughs> or you could do half and half too. A lot of people do that. I found um, some people like to scatter part of the ashes and keep a little bit and they have like a keepsake urn and they do like a small urn. Um, so yeah, people do a lot of different things. And I'm I'm glad that I'm finding out about a lot of stuff like that. I had a I had a, a woman, like like you were saying. A lot of people don't plan for this. It happens suddenly. And and let's face it, this isn't something you shop for every day. Right. So you're not, you don't know what's, what's out there. I just had a woman email me and she was telling me her, her story. And she was like looking for suggestions on what to do because it was her husband's ashes and she was going to give some of them to his family and wanted to keep some for her son to do with what, you know, when he was older. And so I told her about scatter urns. I was like, why don't you you know, because she was going to fly the cremains to his family. But now that, you know, COVID is happening, I, she's got us to keep them for a while. So I said, why don't you buy some scatter urns? The mortuary will divide it all up for you and then just get a medium size for you and your son. And she mm-hmm. was so grateful. She's like, I didn't know that existed, you yeah. know? And of course, how would you know that existed unless you're in this industry? So right. it, it's really nice to be able to do that, you know, for somebody and, and kind of, make it easier yeah. for them like that's what these urns are really about did you notice since you've been doing this that people like you kind of just mentioned it but that people start coming to you asking you questions mm-hmm. because you have answers you know I feel like I'm getting questions all the time about what people should do and and it's yeah. like oh I mean I guess I can help in some way more than not <laughs> right? right yeah uh, were you prepared for that at all no, and and that is something I, I talked to my friend, the death deal about, but uh, Jill, I she and I had a, a like a lunch meeting, and I said, you know, how do you do this? Like, how do you not, you know, because both of us are, you know, of course, very empathetic, and because I have the history that I have with death, of course, I know what they're going through, and I have empathy for that. I know what it's like to go through something like this or have your life turned upside down in a, in a moment. And I said, how, you know, how do you do this? She said, my job is, you know, to help them either, you know, with their estate planning or with the funeral or whatever. And she said, your job is the urns. Mm -hmm. That's how you're helping. And that's, she's like, you know, they have family and they have friends to help them with, you know, with the other stuff, but that's your job. And I was like, okay, yeah, that feels good. You know, like, cause it is, cause it does. You know, I get a lot of emails afterwards from people of like, thank you so much. This is beautiful. Like I, you know, this has made it so much easier for me. Um, And so, and I do, of course, you know, like to hear people's stories. Like, you know, a lot of times people don't just purchase the urns online. They want to talk to me first, I think. Mm -hmm. They want to explain their situation. And and of course, I'm going to keep that in mind when I'm making it for, for people, whether it's somebody's pet they send me a picture of their beautiful dog and I'm thinking about that dog when I'm making that you know that urn for them or they tell me like you know who their who their loved one is you know there I have one client she and I kind of have kept in touch I've done some other woodworking for her since Mm. and you know she signs all of her emails Frankie's mama 
you know, and so it's, yeah, I know she's just so sweet and you, I've really discovered the, the different ways that people grieve and the way that they deal with it. And I'm getting a lot better at um, kind of recognizing that and keeping that space for, for that, for, for those people. Yeah. Do you have any stories or do you have any, any one-offs they could think of that was really special or really impactful? One thing that I really love to do, um, because I do all my own milling, um, I, and I don't like to waste wood. So what I'll do is I'll buy a thick piece of wood and I'll mill that up and I'll um, kind of cut that into two or three pieces. And so that's a lot less waste um, when I'm milling it. So when somebody, when sometimes people contact me and they want one for them and for their sister or for their daughter or whatever, and I make it out of the same piece of wood so that the urns are related. And so, and you know, sometimes it's just a perfect mirror of the, of the, you know, the, if you take a piece of wood, you split it down the middle, it's called book matching. And so you literally have kind of almost the same identical piece of wood. And so um, I've done that for some people, which I think is really beautiful. And I just did it for some sisters. It was um, three sisters and their mom had passed and they all wanted different shapes but I made them all out of the same length of wood the, the top was out of one piece of wood and the bottom was out of one piece of wood. Mm-hmm. And they were just, they were really pleased and it really made me feel good to, to help them. And uh, I think that's a really cool thing for, for people to be able to do. Do you put the ashes in yourself? No. Um, if somebody wanted to send them to me, um, I would definitely do that for them. Uh, Cause I know a lot of people, you know, that's, I, I'm fine with that, but I know that it can either grow somebody out or, um, you know, this is, or, you know, especially if it's new, that seeing that or touching that is not comfortable for people, but I'm very comfortable doing that for people. Um, my Actually, my friend Melanie had a friend of hers, David, she had some of his ashes and um, I asked if I could, she just had him in her closet. And while I was building these, uh, the prototypes and stuff. I asked Melanie. I said, "Can I borrow David for a little bit? Because I I, I want to see like how much you know, like how what, what the volume is and what you know and you know and uh, what's the texture and and the you know can I use a muslin bag? Can I use this? So she gave me David and I had him for a while and um, she I I put, I put the ashes in there for her because she she did not want to deal with it yeah. and I was happy to do that you know for mm-hmm. her. And so I just gave her a finished urn. I said, here you go. It's all, it's all done. He's Don't in even there. Look. Yeah. He's in there. Trust me. Mm. Do you have any on you by any chance? No, no. Not here. Yeah. Oh, you mean any urns on me? Yeah. Or, no, I'm, I'm at my house right now. All, everything's at, at my house. Yeah. All right. I was just curious. I was excited to see. But <laughs> how can people find out like find out more reach out to you how can they reach out so my um my website is voicestudio.com it's my last name voice studio um i'm on instagram at voice studio and uh yeah they can you know if somebody wants to know more or like how about how they're made or what size they need i my email is all over my site and i welcome that because i you know because i do make them to order i want to make sure that people get the right size and 
you know, the way, the finish that they want because I want to get it right the first time for them and make it a lot less stressful for yeah. them. So I'm always happy to answer questions. Mm. Well, I'm so thankful that you did this and we could chat and you've also put your hand into this world and I feel like there's now this club that I'm slowly realizing it's, it's people that are working within this world. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's actually a really cool group of, of people like the, de- the, you know, the death care industry yeah. is it's, it's a very slow changing world. You know, it's been kind of the same for a long time, but it's slowly changing. You know, the death positive movement is, is coming around. It's a lot, a lot, it's very female driven, which is really great too. It's, yeah. it was great for me because everyone was so generous with their time and their knowledge when I was learning. And they were so um, encouraging to me of like, you really need to do this. Like, no, we need these, like, keep going, you know, do this. Yeah. Um, yeah. So and people who are in this industry, they're nice people. They're empathetic people. You know, I don't, I haven't, I have not run across any, you know, assholes, you yeah. know, yeah. you know, part of my French, but you know, it's, it's, it's really about helping people. Yeah. And I'm just, excited to see where your work goes and do you ship around the country or is it just local okay great i I ship everywhere that was just i had to ask it Mm -hmm. um well thank you again this is awesome thank you i'm excited yeah the time flies by right yeah totally (laughs) yeah it really does yeah and thank you for your podcast too i really like it i i i'm always looking for new podcasts because i'm standing for so long in in the shop so it's really nice to have like a new podcast that i like i I appreciate it and everyone listening whoever needs an urn this is it this is the the future i'm not even joking like you are going to start this ripple effect of just we're going to see these over the next 10 years everywhere all around i hope so and i'm excited Oh. Yeah, they haven't gotten ripped off yet. They haven't gotten knocked off yet. <laughs> you I'm just sure wait. Happen, yeah. I'm sure that'll happen. But mine are the are the original. Um, I call them planterns because they're mm. a planter and an urn, which is a little on the nose, I know. But um, <laughs> but I had some. I have some writer friends, and they're like, "We got to find a better name for this." And I oh. said, "Okay, come up with one." Yeah. And they're like, "Yeah, I can't." And I'm like, yeah, "It's pretty good." Planterns. You trademark it. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I'm trademarking plan turn. Yeah. Perfect. Oh, I love it. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you. It was so nice to meet you. You too. Bye. Hello? Are you there? I'm here. Hey. Hey. Today's a big deal. It's a big deal. Do you know why? Tell us. Well, currently, the election. It's on the TV right now. Mm-hmm. We're waiting till the last minute to do this outro, but we're just want to keep up, you know? Yeah. Keep up with the Joneses. Yeah. This episode I recorded in July, I think. Wow. Here we are in November. That's crazy. Yeah, I took a little summer vacay, a little midlife crisis, but we're back. <laughs> Season two, episode three. Here we go. Here we go. How do you feel? I'm sleepy with this time change. I know. It like gets dark at 345. <laughs> and and then, then we want to go to bed. Yeah. It's like we just follow the sun. Mm-hmm. We wake up, it wakes up. Yeah. How's your week been? Mm. 
It's been fine. That's been good. It's been crazy. Let me think about it. Halloween Kay. happened. Yes. Um, that was fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've just been working. Yeah. You know, we're hustling. We, in case if you're listening and you don't know every little project we got going on, we both work full time. But then apart from that, we run a candle business. We make candles. Uh, we run a this little podcast. We run a little earring gig that we were doing a lot before. Then we stopped, but now we're going to pick it back up again. Mm-hmm. And you're a bookkeeper. Wow. And your sister's getting married in two days. <laughs> yeah. Life's just busy right now. Life is wild. I feel like I just always tell people that I don't do anything, but like we do so much. Oh, I'm always like, oh, we're so busy. <laughs> 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 we do like everything. We're so random. Yeah. Just trying to make a dollar, you know? Hustle. Hey, you know what's really exciting though? What? I found this website that helps me design some clothes that I could start selling the death of my merch. Nice. Are you, are you going to buy something? You'll buy it for me? Yeah, that's a good answer. Yeah. Because you would have said no. It's fine. <laughs> Anywho, I'm doing all right. You know, last week I had that little thing with m- about my dad, but... um. What happened? Remember when I got really sad? About the breakfast. Yeah. Yes. And that was last week. Wow. And then now I'm just, you know, I'm okay. I saw a photo of him today. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, like, on Instagram, there's, like, uh because I don't post many photos on my personal one and I keep seeing him there, you know? Mm-hmm. And it just it just makes me sad. But yeah. But I'm okay today. I'm okay this week. I asked my mom today who she thinks my dad would have voted for and I was satisfied with the answer. Yeah. Oh, you know what happened to me this week about your dad? Huh. So I was at work, or it was last week, I was at work and you called me. Yeah. And I didn't answer. Typical. And then I think you may have called again. And then I like texted you asking if you were okay. But then I had like a flashback to the mm. day it all happened. Yeah. Because I didn't answer my phone that day, Typical, which was really yeah. sad. Mm-hmm. And then I like got teary eyed. Because yeah. then it all just came flooding back. It's crazy how little random things. Because I call you all the time, but you never answer. Yeah, but I think it's because I was at work. Mm. And that kind of just jogged it. Yeah. Yeah. I think I called you twice, but over a a period of like some time. Like it wasn't back to back. I think you just saw it back to back. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. It made me sad. Yeah. I mean, it is crazy, right? Because like all I was calling for was to talk because I was on my lunch break. But like it's crazy how, you know, there's times before I've called you and it's literally been like a life or death situation. Yeah. It's just crazy. Scary. Yeah. Grief is scary. You know, I like doing these outros because, you know, we get to talk. We're not even looking at each other right now. We're just sitting here on a bed. (laughs) And people can kind of listen and understand, like, the week-to-week grief of just, like, that's the point of this, right? It's just to, like, hear how we're doing about grief. And it's just crazy, which I say a lot. Um, (laughs) But it is. It's crazy that one week, one day, things are fine, and the next is not so fine. Because I remember back when it all first happened, those first few months especially, like, that's it. 
you know what I mean? Like you're one minute you're grieving, one minute you're okay. Hmm. Now we're just kind of doing it by days and weeks, but yeah, that makes sense. It's just people listening and following along with the journey, you know. Mhm. Anywho, want to something cool? Yeah. I love you. <laughs> I love you. Bye.